Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Like I said, this is what movies is made of. You know, you come back, 51 games, missing sellout crowd, target center. And, you know, you get the ball with seven seconds left, no timeouts. You got to make it. I mean, that's – it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. So, to be able to uh, come up big for my teammates was, you know, all I've ever wanted to do sitting on the sideline. I just wanted to be out there to help them and, and contribute to winning. And I'm glad I was able to do that tonight. I am not going to be a killjoy because that was a blast of a basketball game last night. And Judd, you were there. The Target Center crowd, I think, inexplicably sometimes, the love that they show the Timberwolves, despite rarely getting the love in return, is pretty amazing. Yeah, they were great. I hope that there's more to it. I think you know, Carl Anthony Towns says it was like a movie. You know, well, you know, what yeah. more could you? Hopefully, this was just a fun game against the Hawks on a Wednesday. He's back. And there's a better movie coming at some point. Like, I don't know, a playoff movie, like getting to the second round or something. This was a good step in the right direction. Cat coming back last night. In Cat's defense, he didn't say what movie he was necessarily talking about. I mean, it could be Office Space, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Dude, Where's My Car? Like, dude, we don't know. Dude, Where's My Stretch 4? Where, yeah, dude, I mean, Where's My Center? He might not be talking about, like, Gone Days with the confused. Wind production. <laughs> He he might be t- talking about a good old fashioned fun film. He could be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Casablanca. It yeah. doesn't have to be. You know, pick your uh, Academy Road Award. Uh, there will be oh, blood. Great movie. I just watched that the other day. Road Which trip. one? Road Trip. Oh, I it's love Road Trip. One of my all time favorites. Just absolutely. Yeah. The scene hilarious. where the grandpa takes Viagra and then knocks oh, over the God. the lamp. Yeah, that's pretty good. All the time. bus <laughs> where they got the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think so. Here's what I, where I'd love to start with you here on this this Wolves conversation. They're back to 500, and as of our recording here on this Thursday, they're two games. So they're they're tied for the seven eight seed. They're two games from the four seed, but they're also a game from just being out of the play-in. So everything is scrunched within right. three or four games from the Suns all the way down. Right. But did it? You brought up something with Doogie that I think we should expand on, and it's sort of Cat is back. He was one of the best players on the court last night. Played a bunch of minutes, but the distinction between Cat as the driving force and the centerpiece of this team versus what they probably need him to be, especially once Anthony Edwards comes back. Could you expand on that for this audience? Yes. So Cat, who is a weird dude, like 
just to rip the bandit off. Weird he, dude. He's a goof. Yeah. He's, 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 he's sort goof. of, he's sort of uncomfortable. <laughs> like he thinks he might be cool, but he's really not. But that doesn't mean he's not a great player. And Doogie, I, I said this because Doogie said that it was folly that some fans felt that the team was better off without cat. And as from a skill set standpoint, Doogie is 1000% right. But what I said and what stood out to me last night was after a 50 plus game absence, Cat was happy to be back. And Cat worked very hard last night, not not to be emotional. And I actually have no problem with that. But what he worked very hard to do last night was fit in, to find his role, to not act like he was the leader of the entire team or the captain of the ship. And just as a just as a uh, um observational example, in a referee in a game that was refereed quite poorly both ways, I think I saw Carl, who was called for fouls. It's not like he he wasn't. I think I saw him complain once. Yeah. And so where I think Doogie is, it's not that he's wrong, but where I think he's not keeping what he's not keeping in mind is this. Carl, as an emotional touchstone playing within himself, I think it's very effective. Carl, when he's complaining, when he's trying to lead in ways that he just is not capable of, you know, call a spade a spade. Ant is. Ant has an it factor that Carl Anthony Towns, as a person, will never have. So my point was, let's not sell the fans who feel that they're better off without Cat. Let's not say they're complete morons. What they're saying, in my opinion, is, what we saw from Cat last night is is the Carl that this team needs. He is more accepting. Talked post game last night about Nas. He he fully said Nas is a different player than he was when I left, and and he's right. I checked the stats out. Nas Reed's become incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not playing in games before that, and so if Carl's going to fit his role, Phil, I think Carl Anthony Towns becomes a very instrumental part to this team, and most importantly not a drain on this team. You know, and that is one thing I noticed last night, and, and hopefully he can keep this moving forward. He seemed to be playing with a lot more joy last night, and he seemed to be playing without the weight of the franchise on his shoulders. Well put. That's what I observed. He was having fun. He was even at times that you, you almost were like, I was watching on, I was watching on, uh, on a laptop on my flight home from, the sports media sub in LA, and so it kept cutting out at times. But uh, but I I was able to watch the whole thing on a plane, and then and then on my phone on the Uber ride back. And so even just like watching in that context, you were in the arena for God's sakes, watching through that prism. I could tell he just feels it feels like he's walking lighter. No pun intended, because of the calf injury. He's just can he carry that feeling forward? Because when he gets into the put it all on my shoulders. And then, and then that translates into this sort of anxiety, stress type stuff on the court, where he's complaining about every call, and he's now he's trying to do too much, and it's offensive fouls and all that stuff. If you can get this sort of joyful, lighter version of Cat that also can dial it in and attack, you know, the way that we know that he can, that's the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's going to carry that over and out. We have to see. It's on him. We can see if it plays out that way. But that's what I noticed. It was a lighter, more joyful version of and maybe being out four months, maybe just looking at this thing and seeing the growth of Anthony Edwards, maybe maybe he feels more comfortable now that it's not all on him. And it never was really all on him once they drafted Anthony Edwards. But that was my biggest observation. Here's the comparison I would draw. I would say this. 
how Cat acted last night. And again, very small sample size. We have no idea, okay? I would draw the parallel to Kirk Cousins 2022. When Kirk, like, because Kirk last year to me became much more relatable, comfortable in his own skin. And it doesn't mean, so, like, I think people get confused. Saying that somebody doesn't necessarily lead means that not every human being is meant to walk into a room and control it. That doesn't mean they're not talented. That doesn't mean they can't bring something. But if you're not being true to yourself, I think it becomes very difficult because it appears fraudulent quickly. Think about Kirk Cousins last last year. Any faults that we might find, he became relatable and fun. And much like Cat, he's goofy too. Like he's not a normal guy, which is fine again. I'm not. But, but, you know, Kirk Cousins became a much more fun person. And it didn't mean that he sat down and shut up. Um, but it meant that he was basically told, be yourself, that's cool. And, and he embraced that. You know, last night with Cat, Cat seemed to embrace, because he was still demonstrative, demonstrative as hell. Like, I'm not saying he was quiet last night. Mm-hmm. But, you know, pounding your chest or yelling doesn't mean that you are taking, to use your term, Phil, the weight of the world on. And so I saw very much a parallel between how Cat acted last night and how Cousins acted throughout a lot of 2022, which is, to me, an incredible positive. It's when you feel this need to control things and go to the officials and complain or go to teammates and whine. For lack of a better term, and I think that this really reared its head in a huge way in the uh, Wolves' vent line that we did after the playoff game last year early on against Memphis, when we all basically said he's got to go. Think about that guy. That guy was mm-hmm. whining and complaining, and, and and everything was woe is me. Last night, there was a joy to his play. And you know what? Even though he's young, Ant Edwards at his age is much more a guy that can galvanize the team and become the captain than Cat will ever be. Can I give you a couple non-Cat observations from that? Well, one of them kind of played into Cat. But there's a, there's some other things. Obviously, Cat was the big story and hits the game-winning free throws and, you know, just coming back after four months. But a couple other things that I observed last night. Mike Conley, as the organizer of the offense, it, it, he has the hardest job now because they traded for him partially for, for uh, salary cap slot reasons, but also because they need an adult in the room who can organize the offense between Gobert and Cat and Anthony Edwards, you know, get his own offense as it comes to him. But I noticed a couple times last night, maybe maybe three, four times, Mike Conley brings the ball up with pace. They set up their half-court offense, and his first thought is get the ball to Cat. All right, Cat, get in that low post, boom, or run a pick and roll, whatever. Or Cat, yep. here's the ball on the wing. You go ISO and operate. So he comes down, and and not that D'Lo, you know, D'Lo would still set up teammates, and D'Lo's a really good passer, but it was a concerted effort by Mike Conley last night saying, I'm going to get Cat the ball in advantageous situations. My first priority is to get other people going. Yep. And then when the ball comes back around to me, boom, I'm going to knock down some three-pointers. And by the way, he's shooting like 42% from three-point range. Yep. So, And I think in the first half, Conley and Cat, were like a plus 13 and a plus 12, and everyone else was a minus. And so that's a small sample size. But I think 
and I had, you know, just talking to some people behind the scenes at the Wolves the last couple of weeks too, they were very, that was one of the big reasons was, hey, when Cat comes back, we need the point guard to to unlock Cat, to unlock Gobert, and to make sure Anthony Edwards gets his touches. And D'Lo was just kind of, he was 50-50 on that. He had to get his shots up, and sometimes he thought that he was the best offensive player on the court, and you don't have that issue with Mike Conley. D'Lo was, I think it's, and, and this again is where you are not building a fantasy basketball league team. D'Lo was a losing personality in that environment, and Conley is not. Like D'Lo, Duke, Duke's talked about this. After D'Lo was traded, it came out that he would basically mock Gobert. Like, I got to pass him the ball. Like, dude, that's the yeah, type get of stuff. Out of here, dude. Your, your comparison is perfect. The adult in the room. It does not mean that Conley's going to, to be a great player by himself, but he is going to be a guy that can run things. I'll give you another guy who's just been a godsend that I had no idea. Slow-mo. Kyle Anderson has been a revelation. Like, again, an adult in the room. He knows his role. He serves it perfectly. He is a good, certainly not great player. But, you know, the construction of teams is not about how how many really good players can we get. It is how do the pieces of the puzzle with good players fit. Um, And Gobert, Gobert seems to know his role now. And I'm not saying it's perfect because it's not. But him knowing his role now and everything, and that's sort of what took place, I think, with Cat out. And, th- and this is where Cat coming in back and fitting in becomes huge. With Cat out, I think a lot of people started to get their roles, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, so and now that, if Cat knows his role, it's perfect. Yeah. And this thing is still very much, they could easily go lose at Golden State and the Kings. And this yeah, is this is still a, very much a house of cards in some ways here. And it'll all be determined in the next two weeks of the regular season. But when Cat went down, I think... It allowed everyone, okay, well, let's just start stacking the bricks individually here, okay? What what needs to happen? All right, well, Kyle Anderson, you're going to be a starter now, and you need to be the glue guy, and you need to build chemistry with Rudy, okay? D'Lo, probably going to have to trade you because you're just kind of an awkward fit here. So we need we now we need a point guard that's a little bit more uh, unselfish and a guy that can unlock other players. Anthony Edwards, this is going to be your team now. You are the offense. There is no more Carl Anthony Towns for a few months. So, and, and it's been clunky, but you've seen when it works, they can beat anyone in the NBA. They, I think they've legitimately beat every team in the Western Conference at least once, like of the contenders. I think I might be wrong on that, but they beat the Nuggets, they beat the Kings, um, they beat the Suns. Oh, but they've like they can go toe to toe with all these teams, right? So the other thing too, a guy that we haven't mentioned yet, big observation from last night. Jaden McDaniels is the other player taking a third-year leap here. We talk a lot about, rightfully so, Anthony Edwards taking that third-year leap, the cliche third-year leap. Jaden McDaniels, just think about defensively. The dude scored 24, 6, and 4 offensively last night. Defense so his great. his offense is blossoming. He can hit threes. He's got a mid-range game, uh, he, and there's still upside there. But the last two games, end sequences, so you're coming right down to the wire. The opposing team has a chance to tie or win the game. Two totally different types of players. In New York on Monday night, Julius Randle, 57 points, unstoppable. Big. He's a power forward, big guy, right? Yep. And they put Jade McDaniels on him, and he was as flustered as he's been. 
Julius Randle all season long in those five seconds. Dribble off his foot like overwhelmed by Jaden McDaniels. You fast forward to the Hawks game. Okay, we're going to put you on one of the most nimble and uh, creative shot makers, point guard Trey Young, on the inbounds. He didn't even get the ball. Trey Young couldn't even get free to get a pass to put up a shot to win the game because Jaden McDaniels was clamped all over him. Just incredible. Trey Young got off to a good start. Like, because the, the Hawks couldn't miss a shot to start, and Trey Young got off to a, a good start. He finished with 29 points. He was 6 of 16 from the field. Mm-hmm. And Jaden was called for no fewer than two fantasy fouls. Mm-hmm. Like, Trey Young does a great job of drawing them. But um, yeah, Jaden McDaniel's length and speed are so impressive. And what I think in that league, especially in person, I think watching a guy play shutdown defense might be one of the most impressive things. Like among, you know, offensive plays and stuff like that. I think watching a guy take a point guard like that, and Jaden McDaniels, I mean, is, is no small guy. And for him to, he, he, is, he is what you could say is literally a glue guy. He glues himself to these guys. He also did it to Dallas, both him and Ant at the end of the Dallas right, game. Like, Yep. Uh, middle of February sometime. Yep. And they just they they decided, all right, we're gonna go clamp two of the best offensive players of this generation, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. And those guys, again, were just like overwhelmed. It wasn't like they got a pretty clean look off and there was a hand in their face. It was they they couldn't even throw a pass and the ball winds up going the other way. Jaden's gonna get paid. He apparently did a sit down with Shams too this week and talked about that he thinks he is the best defender in the NBA which he has quietly, I think, becoming. I don't know if he is the best, but he has quietly become one of the better defenders in the entire NBA. Yeah, and he is. Yeah, he's going to be up for a contract just like Anthony Edwards is. So Ant's going to get the max contract, like the the first max contract that you get after your rookie scale contract ends. I don't think Jaden's going to get a max, but he's going to get a lot more than whatever you thought he was going to get three months ago. It's going to be $20, 25000000 million a year probably. Yep. And Nas gets paid this summer, too. Man, he's been impressive. Yeah, that'll be probably mid-level exceptions, like $10, $12 million a year, $10 million, $11 million. Yeah, I mean, he's been... So he'll probably get that. He is mm-hmm. a nice player now. What was... Uh, so, who, so A-Rob was there last night? Yeah. Yep. What was the vibe like? Oh, the vibe was great. Sellout crowd, and it was... And I, I will say this. Almost every game I've been to, Wolves fans, bravo. They were great. They've been loud. They've been passionate. That building is rocking. The Wolves have gotten, for as up and down as, as uh, inconsistent as this team has been, That team, this team has gotten far more love than they deserve, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. It's fun. But, I mean, that environment last night was absolutely fantastic. And no, no matter what you think of Cat, I mean, he got the big welcome back. Good yeah, for well, Wolves fans. Well, it's great. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he should be like getting booed or anything. I think no, but I'm just saying like it wasn't a. It's a Wednesday night catch back. It was like a, let's go. Yeah, and yeah, that there has been within the last probably two years post Tibbs because I I think the fans grew sick of Tibbs and booed him really quickly. But post Tibbs, this um this crowd now, especially in the last year plus. I think it's been fantastic. 
again, proving this is an NBA city if you give them anything to watch. Yeah, and something to put into perspective here, and then I know we got to run in a minute, but and and I was kind of poking you on the Roycey episode, like it was yesterday, about like just you. Your message was basically you want them to be more, more consistent, but really it's you want them to be better. And I agree. Like, yeah, they're not profe- they're the, not consistently professional. The sum of the parts is not what you thought you were signing up for six months ago or back in July. Right. And I right. totally agree with that. Cat's injury has played a role. Lack of chemistry, trades, like there's been, and just underperformance. There's a million different reasons we could parse through. But to zoom out franchise history here for a second, only eight times in franchise history have the Wolves finished above 500. <laughs> Six during the KG era. People are like, but they went to the playoffs eight times. Well, one year they were below 500 and made it. Yeah. Another year they were exactly 500 and made it. So they were only above 500 six times when Kevin Garnett was here. You know what? Actually, you know what? I take that back. Seven. The year they missed the playoffs in 0405, they also were above 500. So, so tack one more a year on. Mm-hmm. But they're exactly 500 right now. It's been almost 20 years since they went to the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. And it's been almost 20 years, 19 years, since they finished above 500 in back-to-back seasons. So there are still ways for this to be a franchise step forward. It's certainly fun and entertaining to watch. And you know, maybe it's not what it wasn't the well-oiled machine that was going to roll through the Western Conference like we thought. But the the story's not over for this season, and they still have a chance to. They could go win a first-round playoff series. I think everyone would be like, "All right, well, that was a weird way to get there, but let's roll." So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. They got three days off and then a a back to back on the West Coast, and we'll That's see if Cat. Yeah, the, this upcoming trip is huge. Yes, probably defines a lot of their. Um, probabilities of where they finish. Yes. If they beat Golden State, it, it's kind of a game changer. So uh, we're going to hit you also, uh, Kyle and I, with a Flagrant Howls episode on this Thursday. So if you haven't already checked that out, check it out anywhere you find podcasts, the Flagrant Howls feed or the Score North YouTube channel. Click subscribe, click like, help spread the word about uh, these Minnesota sports conversations here. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd.